This morning I'm in Galatians 5. I want to walk through that list of the fruit of the Spirit as mentioned earlier. But, uh, what I want to do is I'll read the list. I'll come back to it a little bit later and uh, we'll go from there. God's Spirit makes us loving, happy, peaceful, patient, kind, good, faithful, gentle, and self-controlled. In most of the translations, they carry in this idea of it being the fruit of the Spirit. And the idea of what that is is that the natural outgrowth of a Spirit-filled life are these character traits. And so one of the measuring sticks of our faith and whether the Spirit of God is truly abiding in us and guiding our steps is whether these character traits are evident. And so when we walk through them, uh, it's important to just say, honestly, where is this at? Uh, I'm, I'm going to get into this later, but I want to set this up with some of the scripture where Paul's writing was going and his reasoning with it. So I want to start uh, in the 13th verse of that chapter. He says, My friends, you were chosen to be free. Don't use your freedom as an excuse to do anything you want. Use it as an opportunity to serve each other with love. So he says, when you come to Christ and, and you're set free in him, uh, it, this isn't just a release to just go do whatever. But he says, turn this as an opportunity to, becoming a, loving, to become a loving individual. In other words, uh, his approach in this has been to take on uh, just this setting ourselves off and just saying, okay, I don't have any more bonds tying me, but now I can just go do, and in a measure that's true, but it's go do in the Lord. We're always under his house and his umbrella, so to speak. Um, some of you have found out recently what it means to move out of the house and start living on your own. It's not as simple as it was in dad's house, right? Where, you know, people in in their middle years have a, a better income, and so they had a nicer home, and suddenly you're trying to rent an equivalent home on a, a, a menial salary wages, and not quite the same. Mom's not cooking quite as nice meals as what you're eating now. Um, the car, the whole insurance thing is just miserable, and trying to keep tires and brakes and all the rest of that going. And, and Suddenly, it's much more complicated, even though you have great freedom. What you find in Christ is that when you yield to him and turn your life over to him, it's like stepping into his household. And even though you're under his umbrella and his authority and his guideline and the dictates of the Spirit, it's a much better life than just trying to make it on your own. And so there's this beauty that we come to, but it's... it's realizing the price is that you're not the big deal, he is. You don't call the final shots, he does. But as you're willing to step into that household and live under that guideline and that structure, there's a beauty to it that says, this is a nice life. Some of you have found that with employment. I mean, 
the dream of entrepreneurialism is to kind of call your own shots, do your own thing. There are times when it's really nice to go in, punch the card, get on Google, and then punch the card and go home. Receive the check, you know. Sweet life. But <laughs> at somebody else's structure and authority and worrying about all the generating of business and the rest, it's allowing someone else to carry that weight. We talk about the Lord saying, you know, take my yoke upon you and learn from me. He says, I can do this. I can handle the structure. All you got to do is step into the role. Let's move on. It says, if you keep attacking each other like wild animals, you better watch out or you'll destroy yourselves. So he likens it to being a predator. He's saying it's, it's dangerous. It's a dangerous life. One of the things I found out on my land is that bigger animals take on smaller animals. Bigger animals than that take on <laughs> those animals. And there's a whole line, you know. And so you're out there and you kind of follow the tracks of the poor rabbit, you know. It looks good until the, the mink comes along. And, you know, and then the mink is in danger. To, you know, it's just a goofy thing. And Paul's warning us. He says... You take on that kind of life, preying on others, uh, you're setting yourself up for some real difficulty. If you obey the spirit of the law, Moses has no control over you. Now this, most of this we don't necessarily spend much energy on because it isn't the same issue that it was of that day. But realistically, they had been, that group of people had been following a written code and law with such detail and the implications that they, it's tied their lives in knots. And what Paul's going after is this, you know, following God isn't about these picayune rules, but he goes back to the big thing. You're set free through Christ. You've had your sin washed away. You're allowed his spirit to work in your heart. Was that a train? I hope it's not coming through the door. <laughs> nice. Um, 19. People's desires give the, make them give in to immoral ways. So he's saying there's a tension here. Inside of us, there's selfish desires that feed things that shouldn't be fed. Or this desire for the Spirit that draws us to, to live a, a righteous life. But that tension is a part of who we are. That tension is a part of our lives. Selfish choices, spirit choices. And you have that option. And so you work with that and walk through it. And so he says, don't give in to that immoral way. And then he gives this listing. God's Spirit makes us loving, peaceful, happy, peaceful. I learned this in a different translation, and it's almost impossible for me to read it, but it slows me down. Patient, kind, good, faithful, gentle, and self-controlled. There's no law against behaving in these ways. It says, we, because we belong to Christ Jesus, we've killed our selfish feelings and desires. God's Spirit has given us life so we should follow the Spirit. 
you have choices every single day whether you're going to feed selfish desire or feed the Spirit. And what are you saying in this 23rd verse, 22 and 23? He says, if the Spirit of God is truly dwelling in your heart and coming out, manifesting itself, if, it's, if the fruit of your life is, is showing it, what's going to be evident are these traits. And so it's, it's opportunity for us to evaluate where am I at with things. What I'd like to do is go through these things backwards. Because love, joy, and peace, that's about as far as I get generally when I'm looking at it. And often, you know, we'll, we'll dwell on those first three, but the, the, the latter ones in some ways require more energy. You know, and they're not as uh, self-oriented. And so what I'd like to do is just walk through the backwards, if, if you'll let me. Self-controlled. The life led by the Spirit is self-controlled. I, uh, I'd like to suggest that uh, if you fall in love with God's design and order and law, so to speak, then you'll realize that that same order and structure in your own life is valuable. And as you discover the beauty of order, then you start implementing that into day-to-day -day living. You know, some will say, well, I want to be free and I want to just... You maybe haven't discovered the beauty of God's system in all that's available to you. When you watch uh, somebody that has their body under control, like a, a dancer or an athlete, or uh, you know someone that's just trained themselves, they have been through that motion literally thousands of times before it looks so easy to us. They... they it becomes reflex. You know, it's, a, it, it's learned to the point where it just comes out. And so we look at that. I could jump and twirl. I just have to practice it a little bit, you know. Maybe lose a few pounds, but I know I could do that. Yeah. Well, several thousand repetitions, you probably could. But there's a beauty to it. But what I want to suggest to you, that this is also available for mind and emotions. And so as you hone your mind, and as you walk through the right decisions time after time after time, as you apply yourself to that, as you take your emotions and, and put them in a place of saying, this is appropriate and this isn't, and this is where I'm going to go with this. There's opportunity for system and order to become a part of self-control. And it really is, is a mark of the presence of God. Now, you can see that spilling over into areas, and this is where legalism has its opportunity, or you can say, part of the Spirit's work in my life is to put my finances in order. where I have a, a pattern and a plan for paying things. And I, I use system to this, and 
I don't worry as much as I used to because I, I've developed this and I know it works for me. You could apply this to diet, but let's not. Let's go on. There's a, well, you know, or cleanliness, or maintenance. You know, it's, it's recognizing that this is how things work, and there's a beauty of what God's put together, so why not embrace it? And see how far we can run with this thing rather than avoiding it at all cost. Well, that's self-control. Let's, let's move on. Gentle. I look at this and I go, it's not having to have the last word or always win. It's part of gentleness. I'm learning this with my grandson. If you, if you watch him come around, if he catches me without looking, he wallops me and runs. That's because his grandpa does the same thing. And, and I've had to come to the point of going, if I win every time with this kid, he doesn't want to come around and play. And I'm having to learn gentleness at this stage of life. Uh, sorry, kids. Trying to get it better on the second round. Uh, but <laughs> it's reality. Um, one writer put it this way, patient suffering of injury. And a willingness to say, this relationship's more important to me than revenge or anger, but just to say, I can let this go. I... I I can give a loving response. I can be gentle. Faithful. I look at this as having that goal established in mind and sticking the course no matter what. Like when you, when you have a promise and you just say, I'm going to walk in that and believe that it's going to come about the appropriate time. One of the stories that came to mind when Charlie was sharing today, and, and uh, I, I'm chasing a rabbit trail right now. We'll come back. Um, during that meeting that he was describing, um, when they came to Michael, um, they said, you are, it's like you're opening up sewers, observing the filth, and making a discovery of the enemy's plans. And making that known. He had just come back from another country where he'd had an encounter with insurgents, and in that setting, you don't want that. He talked his way out of it, like Michael can. Uh, but the guy was bragging about their plans. And he took that <laughs> to officials and changed the course of things within that country. That was going on right as, as this word is coming out to him. And those of us that were privy to it in a moment are going, you've got to be kidding. It was so specific. And 
what he was describing is that many, many things happened that weekend. And I, I remember most of those have come true. There's, there's one gal that was told, you're not going to miss the party, and she's moved downstate, and I'm just going, I'm watching this one. Because I, I, I believe that was a promise given, and I believe it'll be fulfilled. I just don't know how. But just, you know, things like that were specific enough where we're just going, okay, there's only a few that haven't happened, so we're just, you know, we look at that. But anyway, um, to, to make continued investment and consistent investment, believing that the goal is going to be accomplished. That's, that's what faith is about. And so when we exert a faith in the Lord. It's a recognizing saying His promises are true. He has vowed goodness in the life of the believer. He has promised to make all things work together for good to those who love Him and are called according to His purpose. You know, to just to, to grab onto that and say He is guiding and directing my life in a valued direction. And I'm going to continue down that course believing in Him. Believing him to work that out. Uh, good. You know, the, what's a good life? Is it, isn't it just, uh, in a sense, just seeing what's best and living it? You know, to, to observe and say, this is, this is what's best for life, so this is what I'm going to do. Kind. You know, that, uh, that bending to assist another. You know, stopping from your own task to, to aid another or stopping from your own investment to invest in another. That's what I associate with kindness. The opposite, of course, would be mean and uncaring and unconcerned. We've all met Christians that way, but <laughs> fruit's not loose in their life in that area, right? It needs to be different. Patient, you know, what that assumes that there's a delay going on, right? That it's complicated, that it's not pleasant in the moment, but it's still going to end up good. I mean, that's, that's the essence of patience, right? To assume that this present delay and complication aren't going to overwhelm the situation, but will be overcome. Women, someday they're going to grow up. You know, you can every day be trying to fix their messes. Someday they're going to grow up. Have hope for that husband of yours. <laughs> no, just be patient. Peaceful, you know, to be able to rest, to be confident of good overcoming, to, to be able to just, you know, back off and say, it's going to work out. And to have a confidence in the Lord that he knows what's going on even if we don't. Or that he has ability to put things in order whether we can't. 
and to just live with that calmness of life. The presence of God can bring that to our hearts. Happy, joy of life, you know, and love. I, we spend a lot of time on those things, and I didn't feel like I wanted to put as much into it this morning. But Lord, let your spirit dwell in our hearts and truly transform us from the inside out. These aren't things to, to just deal with outwardly. It's impossible. But the heart on fire in the Lord has the potential of seeing all these areas changed and transformed for his goodness. Let the fruit of your spirit dwell in our hearts, Lord. Make us aware of how we're truly responding to others. Let us know when we're not applying these things. Let us see what needs to be done. Guide our hearts, we pray. Amen. Would you stand with me, please? Ask the worship team to come back. This is not an I'll try harder thing. Right? We said it's the fruit of the Spirit. So we say, God, have your work in my heart. You can't force it on your own. But you can allow him access to you. And transformation will come. Praise to the Lord. And are wrestling with what's going on in here. And uh, I, I want to describe to you my experience in the Lord where I wasn't sure what was spirit and what wasn't. And uh, yet I kept realizing that times of intense joy and peace I would be having in these services that exceeded any other setting that I was in. And I began to associate that with the presence of God. And what you're having is more than an emotional experience. Yeah, the worship team is doing great. We love that. But there these encounters with God are meant to free our lives. You know, when you're wrestling with a sin and you have an encounter, there are times when it's just done. You know, and you're, you're struggling through guilt. Where else do you get set free? Except that God is just assuring your heart that he releases you. Or you come in with different fears and you're going, I don't know how I'm going to get past this. And somehow in this setting, there's a, a calmness that says it's going to be okay. Well, we celebrate these encounters. We worship God, heart, soul, mind, and strength, right? So we, we try to follow the pattern of truth and reason. We also acknowledge that at times he touches our emotions. At times he's going to explore areas with us that we don't even really feel safe going down but there's an awareness it's still good in the Lord so I want to pray for God's blessing on you we're going to leave this open ended I encourage you in moments like this don't let it go too quickly but allow him to do all that he's asking in your heart so we're going to ask that if you're wrestling with particular sin that you be set free of that today Heart.
heart change that says this thing is odious and ugly to me and I don't want to do this anymore. Those wrestling with guilt associations and pasts that are so spotted and tainted, they wonder, will I ever be free in you? I ask, Lord, that you wash that clean those experiences in you. give us words of life to speak, that you enable us to carry out the deeds of your kingdom, that we be empowered with the supernatural. Be exalted, our Lord, we pray. We love you this day.